Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Reese, and I am here just to talk to you about the little contest we did for all the nice, funny reviews we asked you to leave. Um, and me and Jesse were overwhelmed. Uh, I'm, I, I, I sweat profusely just at the thought of all the wonderful reviews that you've sent us. So uh, everyone is a winner. We will send prizes to uh, everyone who did a review. Well done, you. Uh, all we need you to do is screenshot your review. And then email it to us at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com so we know it's you, and then we can sort out how we get your prize to you. Um, and it will be a, a T-shirt, uh, but it won't be a T-shirt you can buy on the, on, the, on the merch store. It will be a unique T-shirt that only people who took the time to engage in this contest will get. So, um, yeah, uh, on with the show. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Uh, hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. Uh, I am Reese and with me is Jesse. Hello! And we have a very special guest. We have Michaela Gorman, who is a tabloid journalist and also a pop historian. Um, and we were trying to work out what that was, but I'm pop sorry. historian. <laughs> you have a really good explanation. Is your, sorry, uh, Michaela, is your last name Gorman? It is, yes. Have you seen Psycho Gorman? I have and I am so happy. I've actually considered changing uh, the spelling of my name. It's so good, isn't it's it? Beautiful. It's so good. Anyway, sorry, it's just popped in my head when I heard 
said Gorman. Well, I'm like, no, oh no, my that, God, that, yeah. that's the thing. With the name Gorman, you don't end up uh, uh, in like pop culture much. We've got Burn Gorman, we've got Psycho Gorman, and we've got that <laughs> asshole Gorman from Aliens. Uh, I'm I'm quite happy to not be called that asshole Gorman. Fair anymore. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho Gorman. Yeah, there's, there's a, a much Br- nicer ring to it. There's a British comedian called Dave Gorman who's very funny. Right. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe he owes me five bucks. Does he? <laughs> Um, so uh, we are here to talk about a uh, a character who you've encountered up close. Unfortunately, close encounters of the third kind. I would be, I guess, with a, <laughs> with, a, with a, someone who's a, an interesting lunatic. I guess oh, well, is that a word you use, or is that like interesting lunatic? Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you know, I'd lunatic actually is a say bad word these days. Lunatic is a bad word, but he definitely is like uh, it, it would be an insult to the word lunatic. <laughs> To compare this man to wow. to other people wow. who have actual mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is, um, I guess, just not nice. Yes. Is that a better word? <laughs> a not nice man. A not nice man, exactly. So um, this is, uh, he's actually changed his name a couple of times, but um, his name is uh, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Is that right? Am I Commander, that? Commander Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Commander. I've heard some spectacular names in this podcast so far. Like just There's a lot of names out there. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. And people yeah, yeah. can make in new ones. That's a good thing. So again, like I don't I don't even know who this guy is or what he does or anything. Well, I'm, I'm in the dark. At he's, the moment, um, he's the reason we're talking about him because he's back in the news at the moment. Uh be, and this I saw, saw a, a, a tweet that you put out about this story, and I was like, oh my god, this would make such a good episode. So <laughs> at the moment, um Joven is working with Donald Trump and uh, with um, Rudy Giuliani. He is basically uh, helping them build a case of voter fraud based on his amazing experience as They're a They're still tech trying to get that? Is he still trying to get back into the presidency? Well, at, at, at this point, like, um, that was as of uh, uh, before January 6th and uh, mostly in December. There is a development on that. Uh, they are no longer trying to get into the presidency. They are now trying to not get sued for $2.7 billion. By who? Dominion Voting. The voting machine people who they said were <gasps> owned by Venezuelan oh, dictators. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, why didn't I think that would happen? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he is now appearing. How did they describe him? Hold sure. on, wait a second. I'm sorry. There's a, they have, they have electronic voting machines. Yeah, in the uh, states. So in the we've it, got a cardboard box, yeah. with a strip of paper and a pencil. So you, it's not even sharp. It, like <laughs> every state gets to decide how you vote, and so yeah, in some states you still get the the cardboard box and the the non sharp pencil. <laughs> like in Canada, I believe Wisconsin does it the Canadian way. But in states that like to show off and especially need to uh, <laughs> spend a little money, right. Such as Georgia, everyone gets a spanking new like electronic machine that comes out of a uh, like a folding uh, uh, suitcase, like a bulletproof <laughs> suitcase, and goes. <laughs> Please That's don't amazing. True. Please don't. Just like it's like true. RoboCop, but you you put a piece of paper in his mouth. <laughs> with your vote on. Uh, <laughs> that's how I imagine it. Um, but uh, so, oh so Joven God. has got um, an interesting history that has led to him kind of being involved in this. So he um, he's quite famous for inventing a, uh, a, a this this what is it called Q Cat. Yes, the Q cat. Which was like I've I've actually got a commercial um, or not commercial, but this is the we've got an AV presentation. And an AV presentation. So uh, for the listeners, you can't see what we're going to see, but we're going to play the audio. So this that's is, typically how audio works. Reason. It is. This is a news item, um, and it's basically how um, 
how his uh, invention was released to the world. This is from the 90s, by the way. Now, covering news that matters to you, this is News 10 at 5. Well, the Internet is a great tool for information and shopping, but, you know, weeding through billions of web pages can obviously be overwhelming. Well, now, some new technology could make surfing the Internet as easy as doing that, just swiping a barcode. This device is called QCAT. It's like a mouse with a built-in laser. If you want to know more about a specific product, you can just do a quick scan of the barcode, and it will take you to the company's website. This is Joven talking. Our technology eliminates the need to remember web addresses or write them down. You can use QCAT to scan barcodes on products and even barcodes that are starting to appear in magazine ads and in the newspaper. You can pick up one of these devices at Radio Shack and they're absolutely free. Now we have a QCAT in the newsroom on a computer. We're going to scan right now the barcode on this box of Quaker Instant Oatmeal. You can go ahead and just scan the barcode right there and we'll see how long it takes to appear on the website, on the Three computer right later. there, it's just a few <laughs> seconds usually. We've tried this a few times. It takes you to the Quaker Oats website where you can get more information about the product, maybe even a coupon for a few cents off. The QCAT, again, is free at Radio Shack. And by the way, it's very easy to connect to your computer. You basically just hook your keyboard into the QCAT and the QCAT into the computer. Pretty neat. And it's free, huh? Yeah. You don't have to remember all of those web addresses, which are difficult to keep in your mind. <laughs> Someone who's never heard of bookmarks. Sweet mercy. So, so it was an incredible invention. And it's amazing to think that now we all have that device in our homes. Because it's so... Uh... Here's the funny thing. There are at least three of those in this room right now. Q-cats? Yes. So it, de- it developed the technology further. Are you talking about so, our cell phones? It, yes, we are. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about cell phones. Not and only the cell little, phones, little square things that bloop, bloop, whatever they. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So while we're the QCAT, QR codes, QR co- exactly. Yeah. So while the QCAT itself horribly failed for various reasons that I can definitely get into. I'd actually like to because it's not a bad idea for the 90s, right? Like for the, the, yeah. the internet's here. It's all like everyone's like, ooh, the internet. But I could also at the same time, yeah, okay, so not everyone had a computer. Not everyone who had a computer had the internet. Not everyone who had the internet knew what the fuck to do with the internet. So yeah. I could see why it would fail even when it was free. Exactly. So right. it, it's primary source or it's primary like uh, 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 the uh, use was to take you from uh, a barcode, any kind of barcode, directly to a URL. And it's not just like, oh, it takes you to like Ford.com or something. It takes you to the direct product that you are trying to purchase online. And this was uh, at a time when like... It's not a bad idea. No, it's it's not a bad idea. It's just kind of like ahead of its time Mm -hmm. with technology behind uh, the design. Um, So... The character that we were talking about, jo- Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer. Like, actually, yeah. it, it's not a bad concept, but thinking about the use of it, who the fuck would use it and why? Like, okay, I want to learn more about my Quaker fucking oats. Let's bring that to the computer where the, the QR code is. Sit down, turn on the computer. That's a good five minutes. Okay, yeah, to make sure the kids aren't screaming. Is everyone off the phone? Yeah, you guys are off the phone. Okay, the modem's on. Yo, hold on, I got to dial into the fucking modem now. <laughs> I need, I need the phone line for the next 24 hours to download one song. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, okay, now, now, okay, bring the oatmeal over, scan it, brings it to, oh, it's, like, what? Like, yeah. What is it going to tell oh, me that I don't already know that's on the box of oatmeal? Like, it's not like I can 
pay for it and have it shipped to my house, <laughs> that would have been nice and convenient. Right. Didn't exist. What is, I don't want to just sit around and learn about the products in my house. It's <laughs> so the, the, the real thing it would be. In, and I've taken a complete 180 oh, on absolutely. this. absolutely. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. What am I talking about? No, it's not. <laughs> we just witnessed Jesse go on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it was something to witness. And uh, yeah. thank you for that. Uh, so the, the idea, like one foot in the past, one foot in the uh, the future, is mm. you would take that physical uh, 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 coupon or physical uh, uh, catalog that you they had right. the video, and you would choose the thing you want to buy, and it would make a oh, list. Oh, right, and, they had a catalog yeah. of yeah, items. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a it was supposed to be a big thing for taking RadioShack.com from being just a catalog to actually being able to buy things online. Ah. Uh. Okay. All and right, all it helped collapse Radio Shack. What? How? Oh, what? because this was a hundred became the source. Yeah, this was a hundred and fifty, uh, hundred and eighty-five million dollar boondoggle. Okay. So, uh, uh, but uh, uh, so first of all, it does actually make someone money. As I said, there are three well, so of them yeah, in this having room. The having the, the catalog in, an, and then you could just bring it up, like, oh, I want that. Boom, it's there. You can buy it, and they would maybe ship it to you. I don't know exactly. I don't. That's in the nineties. It's yeah. certainly not. Amazon, but the so. uh, the patent that is held for it is the same thing that activates. QR Am I doing codes. A, another one eighty on this product that I just started? You probably are. Yeah. So, so does Joven <laughs> still get like? He still he is going to be rich for the rest of his life because he will always make money off of that basic scan pr uh, patent wow. that goes into every scan patent. So, so he does what? Uh, yeah, so, uh, he's a genius, just, basically. Exactly. He is actually a, a technological genius. Just don't tell him that or let him tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's where we run into problems. So okay. for our audience as well, I just want to describe the cute cat. It's just a white plastic cat <laughs> yeah, it, with it, a laser that shoots out of his mouth. It's about a foot long. <laughs> it's true. No, he's not recently making this up. It's yeah. what it looks like. And its tail is a white USB that plugs into uh, your computer. Uh, to use the QCAT, uh, now this, this is why it completely wouldn't failed. Wouldn't have been USB, not back then. Oh yeah, it, it was. No USB? one else had one, of course. No, it would like, have been like, I mean, the, your keyboard in the nineties. The USB came out in the two thousands. No, it like technically it came out in nineteen ninety six. USB. So we like seriously, we're talking about a really old version of USB. I didn't know that. the big chunky one, the chunk like the square, yeah, thick oh, ones. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't even. <sighs> yeah. And, wow. and so uh, the idea was that uh, uh, it was it was purchased uh, by the Digital Convergence Corporation. Uh, you remember in the video they said that you can just get one for free, which yeah. is yeah. like, okay, that doesn't make money. They said it like twenty free, times. Yeah. Free laser right? cats for all. But the whole idea was they want people to be shopping on RadioShack.com. Yeah, that's exactly. where they make their money back. Yeah. So the idea was that okay, these are really super cheap to make, and you just get everyone involved, and it becomes the uh, necessary part of economics. Mm -hmm. No one, of course, wanted to use it, and as uh, you said, no one really had. Not enough people had USBs, and certainly not that USB because USBs hadn't been more or less universalized at that point. So they washed. Uh, they lost 185 million dollars, including investors, uh, Radio Shack, wow. who was one of their primary clients, because no one used it. And those who did use it found that it had a lot of weird restrictions on security, while at the same time being completely unsecure. <laughs> so to use one, you had to sign up directly yourself to the QCAT. Uh, it would require your uh, uh, your email. Which at the time, of course, you had one email, right, and that was directly tied to like your phone bill or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to have your uh, post office box or a zip code, and you had to give your gender. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the cat needs to know. 
Exactly. Decades, so, yeah. <laughs> but secretly, it would also record your IP address and any information Secret, that you secretly. were looking at. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. And, and anything, what? And anything you were looking at with it, like through uh, the program while the program was active. What? So super what? insecure. Now. Uh, oh, my God. To make it secure. It was Google before it's time. It really was. <laughs> and, 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 and there's a Google response coming up as well from uh, the, the DCC. Uh, so to make it more secure, hackers, of course, said, well, well, hold on. I can just break in, fix it, make it more secure, and then I can keep using it. And you're, that's what you want, right? Yeah. You want me to be using this device. And DCC went, no. Stop it. What? They threatened to sue every single user of it who had broken in to make themselves more secure. And by the end of it, this only took a year. Was Hold on. Can I? I, I feel like I, I'm cluing in as to where this is going. Um, was this the first conceptual idea for uh, data mining? More or less. It was like, we don't really care if you buy products. We just want you to use it at, while you like surf the web while this is connected to your thing so we can know more about you. <laughs> exactly. And like the first time anyone does something like that, it wasn't their intention. They had no interest yeah, in that yeah, yeah. actual information. They just wanted it to like be able to track where their QCATs are going and what their kind of market uh, saturation is. They had no idea that they were sitting on a gold mine of potential right, information. Of and, and then what happened is they were like, oh, my God, everyone's buying oatmeal. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. That's what this old me Because I guess, yeah, the, all the data they collected was a byproduct of all those initial first web companies that set up. And then once they monetized that, that was it. It's like, it's like, there's that rule. If you get something for free on the internet, you are the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 that's what it, it kind of turned into. Um, they they were sitting on all this information that technically they did, uh, the DCC wasn't allowed to hold. Uh, and they had no interest in What's using it. What's the DCC stand for again? So that is the Digital Convergence Corporation. It was a, uh, a company that had the idea that if you can get everyone using the next stage of evolution in technology, then you can get sign-on partners to come on and they fund it so that the consumer doesn't have to. So in this case, along with a couple of other co- uh, corporations, Radio Shack paid for the technology to be manufactured and delivered. And the idea was you would then use it at Radio Shack to purchase all of your radios and shacks. And shacks for little shacks for your radios. Shacks and tiny, tinier shacks <laughs> to put your radio in, in a shack. <laughs> Look at Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's disappeared. It, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he found one in the back of the closet. <laughs> it's cool. Hang on a minute. I've got a. A, a Q cat in my in my house. That's the thing. There are five hundred thousand of these things still out there. You can buy one on Amazon today, right now, for less than fifty cents. Oh, really? I want yeah. to buy one. And just can, scan, one of these scan cats. Oh yes, my god! I'm, I'm buying it. This you go Actually, I believe it was thirty eight cents, if I recall. Oh wow! Yeah, American. So you know there will be a markup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch and, out and shipping. Well. Shipping might be a little bit more because I was looking when I was looking at this. It said Time apparently named it one of the worst. Was it one of the worst fifty inventions? Yeah. So out of uh, Time what's magazine, it, what's it called? Just Scan Cat? A uh, Q Cat. C U E Cat. But one word. Oh, sorry. Listeners at home, buy this too. C U E Cat. One word. Q-cat. One word. Yeah. Q Cat. So they named it the fifth worst invention out of their 50 of all time. Oh, wow. That's pretty high up. Uh, whereas. Uh, it it's not here. It's not on the Canadian store, at least. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, who, eBay. 
PC World named it 20 of the 25 worst tech products of all time as well. Wow. Um, and uh, those came in, uh, PC World named it that in 2006, Time named it that in, I believe, 2010. So we're not talking about like at the moment. Yeah. Things occurred and people still went, hey, you remember QCAT? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so... This and also, well, this is the thing. He's now working with Rudy Giuliani as what do they call him, uh, inventor and patent recognition expert. Yes. So he's testifying um, that he's he's bigger than Apple and Google combined, combined, and on approximately twelve billion devices globally. Which I thought was bullshit, but actually is true. It actually technically is? is true because there are twelve billion mobile devices, and, and his and his. His, his, what he originally came up with is being used every day. Exactly. Now, wow. at the same point, there you know, there's 12 billion copies of like the same microphone, and someone came up with that as well. So he's he's certainly trying to promote himself, and he is very much uh, uh, an expert at certainly that, and probably nothing else. <laughs> uh, because yes, while he he was technically proficient enough to come up with this device and smart enough to take the patent money, uh, it was sold to uh, DCC and that's how he he will always have money. Right. Uh, he moved on from there uh, uh, very quickly, uh, uh, but he is always He's always claimed that he is an he's a true tech expert. He no one understands tech better than him. No one understands tech, you know. <laughs> and and if you've spoken to this man, trust me, you will understand. It makes complete sense. He has gone in with the with uh, Trump and Rudy Giuliani. Oh, really? Yeah, because that, that's where the story kind of goes next. Because the reason he's on the he's he's on the radar, and we're talking about him, is that. He has he has some history in Nova Scotia. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this story is going to go in a very bizarre direction. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> so oh, I love it when that happens. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll I'll start vaguely at the beginning because you have to you have to st- understand the pathology of this very strange man. Uh, so his name is originally Jeffrey Jovan Filia. Um, Filia. Yeah. Philia. <laughs> Philia. Uh, He's probably so bored of that in school. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. and he hated his name. He actually told me he hated his name, and that's why he changed it. He, he told you? Yes. You spoke to him? I have spoken to this man. Uh, before his websites were shut down, he used to have manufactured phone calls between myself and him. Uh, manufactured? So we would have phone calls about other subjects, mm-hmm. and then he would splice and edit them so that it sounded like he was arguing something else and I was ignoring him. I don't think that's you're allowed to do that. <laughs> Technically, you're not, but also it, we used it for content. We had fun with it being like, look at this lunatic. Isn't that uh, okay, fun? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the age of nine, he uh, he uh, uh, created the Treasure Force <laughs> and named himself Commander. And he has kept Treasure Force up what? and the name Commander Ever since this man's in his sixties. Well, uh, when I was a kid, we, I had a shed that was full of spiders. <laughs> it was like a tree house, but on the ground because the tree wasn't strong enough to support uh, a tiny wooden house. And <laughs> me and my friend, we had a ghost club, and we would. I had a book about myths and legends, and we go like trying to solve ghost crimes. <laughs> Amazingly, we never solved any. <laughs> But I, I knew that I needed to move on from Ghost Club when I turned 10. See, that, so that was sad. your mistake. I know. <laughs> moved on. Exactly. Just moved on. Maybe yeah. I need to bring Ghost Club back. <laughs> if, if you had stuck with Ghost Club, you and Barack Obama exactly. would be out having adventures right now. Exactly. Solving oh mysterious crimes with Barack Obama. <laughs> oh. That's oh, my no. phone. So unprofessional. How dare. He says that every time. So, <laughs> it's because it happens every time. 
at some point in the uh, the late eighties, early nineties, he started producing television, uh, local television in Dallas, Texas. Okay, specifically infomercials. Oh God! And that's where I was he, just about to ask what he was making. Yeah, exactly. And that's how he he got enough money to develop the QCAT and as well an idea of like where commerce was headed yeah. at the time. What's that? What's that you say? Oh, it's time for a very special announcement in the middle of the episode. That can't be, right? There's more episode to come? Yes, indeed. You just have to sit through this. So that's where he got his money. Now, to understand what he's done with his money, uh, as I said, (laughs) he has kept up Treasure Force his entire life. He considers himself to be an archaeologist, a world adventurer, uh, an explorer who has explored absolutely nowhere uh and, and like this this leading expert on history everything history and 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 by the way when i say history i need you to understand what this means okay egypt was flown in from mars <laughs> that's my kind of history <laughs> not not the pyramids not the people the whole the country whole country egypt. just a chunk of land it's- Plop nice. down on top of Africa. That's amazing. Uh, I, I once uh, spoke to someone who was in the CIA's remote viewing program. Mm. And he said the CIA asked him to rem- to telepathically communicate with dolphins. And it was because they were trying to get him ready to speak to aliens. And dolphins was, the ne- you know, alien is the next logical progression from a dolphin. Of obviously. course. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> he used to project his body to Mars. And he said, they were, like, there's loads of pyramids. I see them all the time. I'll just project my consciousness to Mars. He was a really interesting guy. He did used to work with, you know, the men who steer at goats? The, the, yes. It's very funny. Based, based on a true story, he was in that program. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, uh, an offshoot of that program that is actually clearly related is that uh, the dolphins uh, uh, that they were training to understand English, um, they found that if they gave them narcotics such as MDMA, uh, they were much more receptive uh, to human interaction. And at some point it was it was discovered. <laughs> I'm not amazing. kidding. At some point it was discovered by a, uh, a woman scientist working there that when they were high on MDMA, if you masturbated them, they were like super cooperative with the program. So Jesus basically, what's your Christ. job? I, I drug and wank off dolphins. Correct. And with, <laughs> with, with tax dollars. With tax dollars. With oh tax dollars. That's on my LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, if, if I recall, Carl Sagan himself shut the program down in embarrassment and frustration. I think the CA were in a very dark place back then. I, would you call that a dark place? I don't know. Exper- it's place. That was their experimental phase. How do you get <laughs> to have that job? Like, what's the what's the line? You're a dolphin handler. <laughs> oh no, no, they, this is a whale biologist. A whale, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you went getting, to school, getting dolphins high and then jerking them off, correct? And getting paid to do so. I imagine. Mm-hmm. So you Just, imagine like at a tea party, like, oh, what do you do? Uh, how do I, okay, uh, you know, <laughs> where do you start with, you know? I just imagine while they're doing it, they just keep telling themselves in their head, they're going, it's like going, this is first, the good of science is for the good of science, this is for the good of science. The funny The absolute funniest part of that entire thing, though, is they went through all of that and at the end discovered that they kind of misread the instructions. They weren't supposed to get dolphins to understand English. They were supposed to get humans to understand dolphin. (laughs) So they're wanking off the wrong people. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you should have, you know, so they should have got the humans high and got dolphins to whack off the humans. Exactly. Right. Uh, then it would have worked. Then then this Cold War would have ended two decades earlier. Exactly. And <laughs> saved so many lives in the process. <laughs> Could oh, have God. worn Nom, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that'll be the sequel to The Men Who Stare at Goats, The Men uh, Who Jerk Off Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Anyway. Back, back to this equally crazy okay. story. Because <laughs> it's, it's about to take a turn. Oh, yeah? Okay. And that turn is going to land it directly into Yarmouth County. Well, it's party central. Because, Yarmouth County. Yeah. Uh, for people not from Nova Scotia, like me, uh, it's you are it, from the, Nova Scotia. I mean, it's three years. Like, it's the southern tip of Nova Scotia, pointing yeah. in the direction of Boston. Yeah, it's obviously. our butt. It, it, yeah, Nova and, Scotia's butt. And and like many butts, no one really wants to go there, and it's kind of dirty. <laughs> There's a nice lighthouse. I can, I can say that because I was born there. Oh, there we go. And oh, I'm, there we go. I, I'm terribly being harsh. On sorry, yeah, a, rural, a rural community. <laughs> uh, so at some point, uh, uh, between taking all that money and running off from DCC, uh, and the creation of Oak Island, uh, the Curse of Oak Island show. Uh, he we, made the Curse of Oak Island show? No, but we will get to that. I okay. think he wanted a piece of it, didn't he? He definitely did. Uh, he managed to set himself up, in promotional material at least, as oh, excuse me, a historical expert. To the point that the producers of the Coast, uh, Curse of Oak Island, when they were setting it up, uh, contacted him. Because they, they were reaching out to anyone, um, specifically a, uh, a producer called Kevin Burns, who was the head of Prometheus Entertainment. Prometheus Entertainment made Curse of Oak Island, but they also did uh, Ancient Aliens. I've heard of these shows. Yeah. Ancient yeah. Aliens, the guy with the crazy hair. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah, meme the, where the aliens. guy's called aliens. That guy. That yeah. I've seen it. It yeah. basically says like a lot of the ancient temples and pyramids were built by uh, humans. Were taught how to build them by aliens, or they were built by aliens. And it's based on very little evidence. Yeah, that's my it, understanding. But a lot of fun. I think they're having fun. They're, they're having fun, but they're also like. It increasingly started promoting white supremacist stuff because, like, white people can build stuff. What? But Africans and <laughs> oh, yeah. South oh, Americans that kind of and racism. Asians can't. Yeah, yeah. There's no way yeah. they yeah. could build a pyramid that good. Um, only we can. Yeah. So aliens must have done it. Is yeah, the, exactly. That makes sense. Wow. I, like, that's, that's like a truth bomb in my brain you just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I talked to uh, to Kevin Burns uh, at, at the time when I was covering all this, and he legitimately didn't understand the problem with passing off nonsense as history. <laughs> uh, of course, we have now seen in America what happens when you pass off too much nonsense, no, but yeah, yeah. we will get back to that. But it, it's it's this wonderful wibbly-wobbly ball of nonsense that is like everything is connected <laughs> nice and none of it makes sense. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> A wibbly-wobbly ball of nonsense. <laughs> how many re- reviewers uh, uh, talk about our podcast. <laughs> so he got contacted by Prometheus Entertainment uh, to essentially become a uh, not an expert, not a researcher, kind of a, a, a guide, someone to, someone to help them along with, like, coming up with ideas to make yeah. it dramatic. That was That's the whole thing. It's like, we're essentially just digging a hole. How can we make this episodically dramatic? And uh, uh, Hutton at the time, uh, or, yeah, a couple of years ago, he got in a fight with the producer. We'll get to that. Uh, uh, and he claimed that during that meeting, he was shown porn by the producer. Of uh, men jerking off dolphins? Uh, I believe of reality show contestants. Jerking uh, off dolphins? Good, cut it jerking off each other. <laughs> uh, so, as a way of like, oh, we'll not only pay you, here's some free porn. 
What? So <laughs> did not they realize that he's the master of the internet? I, I he doesn't know, need right? their free porn. He, he's got he everybody knows else's. all the porn. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I've seen this. He scans barcodes on porn mags. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I think like the, the the thing as well is that he actually appeared on some of the episodes, didn't he? He did. He wormed his way into it uh, one way or another because he was it was supposed to just start as like this this guy who helps them with narrative, but he kept pushing that he was an expert. And one of the ways that he pushed himself as an expert and this is how I came across him, is he would create uh, additional content that technically you couldn't tell he made, and the show certainly didn't make, but it like revolved around the show in a way that kept bringing it to to, uh, the attention. Okay. Uh, And specifically, in early 2015, a press release hit the wire. Um, I was working at Frank just down the street from here uh, uh, at the time. And what we would do is we would take press releases, print them off. And at the end of a two week cycle, we would go through them and anything that seemed really out there, cool, whatever we would look into. And this press release said that uh, then NDP MLA Denise Patterson refuse had stood up in the middle of the legislature and said, the spear of destiny has been found in Yarmouth County. What? 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 <laughs> it's gone very Indiana Jones. Yes, it did. What? Now, there are numerous problems. We immediately this didn't happen. This did not happen. Okay, this is the spear of destiny that is like the weapon of the Antichrist. Yes, the, like- the, the spear of Longinus, the the holy lance, the one that is supposed to have stabbed Jesus Christ through the side, and if carried in front of an army, would make that army invincible. It is what the movie Constantine that's where I learned revolves from, yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, by the way. It's a it, technically it's a real thing, but it's not the real spear. It there is an item called the Spear of Destiny or the the Holy Lance. Uh, it is in a museum in Austria at the uh, Weltliches Schatzkammer Museum in Vienna. I, I love had, that museum. It's great for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to contact them for this story. Oh wow. Wow. So we knew immediately it was bullshit, not because it was the Spear of Destiny, but because the legislature wasn't sitting when it claimed it was. Oh, that's the kind of nerds we were. <laughs> that's, that's called like uh, ju- journalists doing their job and checking the facts. How fucking dare. <laughs> so you kind of just followed so, through so, on. Is, let's check the basics. Yeah, so this, is, this is a lot of information to kind of uh, to, to absorb. Who said that she said this again? So this press release that didn't have an origin. There are places on the internet where you can just put out press releases and you don't necessarily have to say where the origin of it is. So it's like this thing stands out for a bunch of reasons, but it's through the official wire. So someone's paid money to have this show up in every newsroom in North America. Wow. I've just found a new hobby. Yeah. Yeah, right? So if I was a rich person, that's about, what I would do. Press releases about my life. Today, Reese went to the shop. <laughs> bought a bagel. New, he bought Green a new cheese. Yeah. And a new hat. <laughs> uh, if I recall, it was on prsync.com. They are still up and running, so have at. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, of course, contacted uh, MLA Denise Patterson Refuse and asked, point blank, did did you find the spear of destiny? Did you say this? And, and she had to answer. Um, I, I'm so happy that she vaguely res, uh, respected me. Uh, she uh, she talked to me and had to answer that no, 
I did not say in the legislature that the Spear of Destiny has been found in Yarmouth County. <laughs> no, to the best of my knowledge, the Spear of Destiny has not been found in Yarmouth County. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I, I would love it if she gave a politician's answer, which she didn't answer. She, well, there are many artifacts in my in my uh, in my region, and I know that many of these are a lot now of history. Was very a celebrated. Spear anyway. <laughs> and what is whose destiny, destiny are we talking of, about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> my <laughs> destiny. Yours. There's a lot of destinies. You sure it wasn't a fork of fate? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I got that. A spoon of forgiveness. The The spatula of truth. (laughs) So, and and she is greater of greatness. We could go on forever. I like that one. There's so many utensils. (laughs) So, and of course, I contact the museum in Vienna. You got to double check these things. And I ask them to stand in front of the exhibit and tell me that they were looking at it. And they said, yeah. The spear's right here. <laughs> and then they hung up. That was, that Is was, this true? These are actual these conversations? These are actual okay. conversations. I have had a lot of fun conversations. <laughs> uh, working at Frank Magazine is stressful and entertaining. <laughs> it's just, let's just put it that way. That's amazing. Uh, so a, a part of the PR, uh, uh, the press release, was this couple of paragraphs, actually the vast majority of it, of an expert talking about how they had confirmed that, oh yeah, all of these items, are, like it's not just the Spear of Destiny, yeah, yeah. it's more, it's it's treasures from King Solomon. And we still don't know who put these... these To this day, technically, I do not know. Right. I have a very good suspicion, <laughs> because that expert that the actual press release was about was Jay Hutton Pulitzer. He was the person who discovered it? He was the person who verified it. Right. Claimed to verify it. So he's basically finding all of the the mythical treasures of the world in Yarmouth. Exactly. And it's it's inferred in the same press release, uh, not outright stated, but inferred that the Ark of the Covenant is with it. Was this to boost ratings for a show? Yeah, pretty much. It's to boost him being on the show. So the Spear of Destiny, the Ark of Covenant... Mm -hmm. The uh, to have the Holy Grail by any chance? The Holy Grail was still missing. There was, however, later on a Greco-Roman uh, um, artifact uh, landing site and uh, an alleged uh, 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 settlement by Romans. Amazing. We will get to that to make him. Uh, yeah, to make him seem like this this world changing archaeologist expert hero. Did it work? No. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, I just love that he was. It was kind of almost like a. He all the, he watched Indiana Jones. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if all this was in one place? <laughs> yeah, and it was, that was it. it and was, I was Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Like they, they were like like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Were they there? And all these other kind of like amazing treasures. Uh, the, the 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 seventh wonder of the world was in Yarmouth. It was the drive through Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> the finest of all the drive throughs. Ah. Uh. Well, Mary was on the side of a Tim Hortons in Cape Breton, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, um, I don't know if uh, this uh, this was well covered by Jordan Bonaparte from Nighttime. Uh, I was actually on the last episode. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, uh, there was a, a premonit- uh, an apparition of Jesus appeared on the side. Was it Jesus? There was, was Jesus. Mary. No, Jesus oh, appeared yeah. on the side of Tim Hortons in Cape Breton. I remember that. And, and then yeah. uh, people used to come, or people were coming from all around to see it and this video of it. And then the manager polished the bulb of the light above and he vanished. Yeah, so, amazing. His work was done. I don't I don't know how it happened. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. He, he went. He went back 
to his home planet. Holy dust. <laughs> so, of course, I have to contact, you know, everyone involved with this because it's a ridiculous story. I'm telling it. I have to tell it. I, right. I have to get the truth. And I end up going down a rabbit hole. That leads me. We're not down so around a hole yet. No, no. <laughs> because once I start talking to Hutton, he starts laying on his nonsense. And he's trying to convince me. Uh, uh, this was in 2015? Or? This is 2015. Okay, yeah. Right. He's trying to convince me of every possible conceivable conspiracy theory behind, like, like behind everything under the sun all at once. Oh, my God. While at the same time. I've had talks with people like that. Right? It's weird. And JFK, aliens, um, I don't know. Abraham Lincoln was a robot, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he's in Disney. And, you know, the, yeah. I mean, you the know, Lincoln bot. That's the thing. You go to the Hall of Presidents, those aren't machines. No, the real <laughs> president. The real, yeah. <laughs> the real. So, and, and his, his main problem isn't only that he's a conspiracy theorist. He believes he's the one who's going to solve everything, and then everyone will see then everyone will see. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll, one day they'll understand. They won't laugh at me anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I am the commander of... <laughs> was it Treasure Force? The, yeah, Treasure Force Commander. The Treasure Force Commander. Yeah. And, and he... I'm going to get a business card with that on. Oh God, he tried to get sworn do. in uh, on their, the, uh, the Georgia State uh, uh, testimony they gave as commander. Um, they wouldn't do it because they couldn't prove that he was part of the armed forces. You just can't come up with your own rank. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so I contact him and I ask him about it. And it was a ridiculous conversation where he more or less avoided every uh, question I could give or I, I could uh, ask him. And of at course, the end, yeah. of course. And I asserted at the end, you wrote this, didn't you? Like this is this is you because uh, listening to the way he was talking about it, it's like you either memorized this press release or you wrote it. it <laughs> well, so it's when you wrote while you were like free flowing, exactly. Right. <laughs> and he lost his shit over Did, that. Really? What resulted was two weeks of him calling a few times a day to try what? to convince me, and then yell at me, and then yell at my editor, and then convince the editor. Why pick up the phone? <laughs> Because we had to. Really? We had it, legally. It, it, no, it, it was a, it was a staff of only three people, and and when you're dealing with an entire province worth of stories, anytime that phone rings, and he would change phone numbers. I was going to say because yeah, like yeah, you yeah. just identify the phone and don't pick it up. It's like those yeah. scam calls. It was like constantly changing his number and right. just to hassle you. And the whole time he was recording. Now we were recording as well, so we were able to release uh, so hold on, uh, the hold proof on. counter. So he would call three times a day for weeks. Mm-hmm trying to convince you that what he told you in the interview was real. Correct. Because we were going you, to run with the assertion that he had made the whole thing up. Oh, okay. And and it was getting really tiring because he was calling three or four times a day, yeah. every single day for weeks. Why not just tell him like, oh, okay, I believe you. <laughs> because Goodbye. that would be unethical. <laughs> so I, I know. I know. There's the thing. I, we're it, not going to print anything. I'm just going to believe. Yeah, tell you I believe you. That Thank would you. be Goodbye. unethical. <laughs> I, I would not be able to do that because it simply wouldn't be true about what we're publishing. Ah, uh, that's true. It's essentially, then he could. If he's got you recorded saying that, you misleading him from uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I could be sued if he was recording the phone call, right? Yeah, so yeah. the crazy amount of nonsense he could send me, he can go on and on and on. There's no repercussion aside from me printing the crazy nonsense. Right. I had to sit there and listen to this oh crap God. Uh, until finally I just started like, no, I'm hanging up on you, and yeah. I'd say I'm hanging up on you. Click, and he'd call back immediately, and eventually. 
connected to a different nonsense later on. He took all of that and edited it together to seem like I was not listening to him. And that's the thing. He never attacked me in terms of like the way Trump attacked people like, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't know anything. You know, he always attacked me in the way that he wanted my validation destroyed. No, he wanted me to believe oh, he wanted, him. He wanted you to, he was just trying to angle it so that you yeah. would admit that. You would, oh, oh, you were right. Oh my God, Hutton, you're so right. <gasps> That's crazy. How so, didn't I know that? Oh, wow. so, so basically, he it, it was the fact that someone who he'd never met mm-hmm. challenged him about something he was doing. He couldn't sleep until he convinced you one-on-one and converted you to believe and it, understand his perspective. And he lit- literally just could not rest. Until you were like, oh my god, you're right, the Ark of the Covenant and all this amazing shit is in Yarmouth. And that everyone else is lying to me. The museum's lying to me. The MLA is lying to me. Yep, <laughs> everyone yep. is lying to me. The the um uh, the sergeant at arms of the legislature must be lying to me yeah. because that guy's got an agenda. He d- yeah, I mean, he doesn't like his job, obviously. He hates his job. He wants to... Put up misleading things. That's oh, and, and that, that's the weird. There was this tiny little angle to the original press release that it wasn't it, the the, the way it was pushing wasn't that the spear of destiny was discovered. It was that by announcing it, she uh, to the sergeant of arms, which is not a thing that happens. He clearly didn't understand our Paul uh, the procedure here. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was violating some sort of rights contract. Was it his freedom of speech by not saying what he thought she said? Essentially, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that seems to be. You can't. You can't say that. You can't because that impedes my freedom of speech somehow. <laughs> How dare? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, there there was a whole legal angle that got thrown out because it was like, man, I'm dealing with too much nonsense right now. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to buy into this lie of yours. Right. I'm busy digging through this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that went on for, for a while. There was some back and forth, and I ended up in a couple of his uh, his uh, uh, websites, which have all since been decommissioned and removed. Wow. Um, uh, uh, in which he By would, him? Or by, yeah, by him. Treasureforce.com. Uh, Treasureforce.com. Uh, <laughs> was that actually the site? Yeah, yes. Jay no, Hutton, was it really? jhuttonpolitzer.com. Uh, there was two others with really weird names that I cannot remember. Um, these were things, and he would sell... He would sell. Uh, he, he he attempted to sell crystals for one hundred forty five thousand dollars. He attempted Jesus. to sell. Did he sell any? Were they, no. Were they powerful crystals? <laughs> oh, the superpowers! Oh, well, I mean, they, you know, you, that's good value for money. Trust me. Magic is part of this story. <laughs> We're getting to that. Oh my, this is. Insane. I love magic crystals. Uh, they do so all, much for me, and they love you, Reese. <laughs> they do. There was also an anthology he claimed to have written, but I swear it was just a Photoshop photo of like. Uh, an encyclopedia set that would be yours for ten thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, fun times. It it was supposed to detail uh, uh, how King Solomon's uh, treasure ended up in North America, and and here's the thing: originally it was in North America. It eventually became in Canada. Eventually became at Oak Island. These things evolve as he needs them to evolve. Did they evolve in the direction of a major TV show? Yes. Yes. There we go. Yeah. So, it's amazing how, like, really, really mentally unstable people end up in positions of power and with w- great wealth. Mm-hmm. It's because it's loneliness, though. You're, you're you're kind of, if if you're super rich, like, I remember, somebody I know, they used to be a driver for a millionaire, and they said they was the loneliest person they ever knew, they ever met, because they were convinced that people were only interested in them, for, for any friendship or relationship was based on the fact they were rich, and they couldn't 
they just they just were terrified that they weren't uh, liking them for who they were. They just saw the money, and that's why they wanted to be their friend. Oh. And they became very paranoid about about the world. And it's quite a lonely place, I think. So if you made a lot of money, and then uh, you can just also got you've got all the time and money in the world to indulge yourself in these crazy fantasies, and you can surround yourself by people who will validate. Those. Right, because you've got money, and they'll yeah, say exactly. whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can buy respect because he, he, while we're making fun of him, he does have quite a few fans. They just happen Everyone to be does. on like it's Gateway just... Pundit and AmmoLand.com and other places like, like that. Kind of alt right, kind of, kind of super alt right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, they got to him uh, through, of course, the ancient aliens connection. Of course, I mean, naturally. I mean, of course. Also, he's on twelve billion devices, so he's and bigger than Apple and Google. He's listening right now. Exactly, <laughs> Jovan. Exactly. Jovan. Uh, so eventually, he went away for a while. We published the story. I had fun. We had fun. He got annoyed. He wrote a couple of things, and a uh, an anthropologist named Andy White, uh, who is a essentially a fact checker. Um, he wrote a couple of great uh, blog posts where he detailed the schism between he and I uh, uh, in wonderful detail. I was rereading it this afternoon and, and had just a delightful chuckle. Uh, shout out to Andy White, who was just so calm in denying everything that this guy uh, claims <laughs> and having the, like, I believe he's a, a doctor of anthropology. He knows wow. what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> I only have a bachelor's degree in history when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I know how to spell the word history. Oh, that's, dang. That's about as far as I got. I fucked that up on exam once. H Y S S T A R. History. History. Later that year, say about eight months go by, I assume I'm never going to hear from this lunatic again. And suddenly I get uh, an email that uh, from, I believe, Andy White that I should look into something Uh-oh. because he's back talking about he's back. He's back. <laughs> talking about a sword. Yes. The, it, so- the, the sword. sword. I've got a picture of the sword. Swordgate. Swordgate, look at that. So that is one of the Lagina brothers uh, standing there. You can see his reflection. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the hood of the car, or the uh, the uh, the back window of the car. Can I see it? Can you make it bigger? I can. The old-fashioned way of moving it closer. Move the computer there closer there to my face. So, so, so the Lagina brothers are the two guys digging in Oak Island. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know that. And he found this in Oak Island? No. So that that's the hood or the glass, uh, back uh, uh, glass windshield of a car of right. a guy who was never identified from Yarmouth County. The guy, the reflection in the mirror? No, the that, that's, that's uh, Lagina. He's one of the buyers. They purchased that for tens of thousands of dollars from some dude in Yarmouth. So the buyer bought it from some dude. So the Laguna okay. brothers, they, uh, yeah. uh, they, is it Lagina? Sorry, I think it's Lagina. Lag, uh, Lagina yeah, but they, they're essentially the the two brothers who are buying up most of Oak Island. They're the two feature on the curse of Oak Island. Okay, the one of them's like a millionaire, and and he's putting all his fortune into solving. And they also make a lot of money off the TV show. So yeah, so he bought the sword off an anonymous sword person some random dude who random sword dealer <laughs> random sword dealer who either told him this story or they came up with this story that 70 years ago uh the sword seller's grandfather came across a shipwreck and it was the weirdest shipwreck he's ever seen 
well, this isn't like any kind of boat I, I we we have around here, and it, it's all made of like wood, and it's something very strange. And is that there's a sword in the in the the dirt there, and I'll, I'll just pull it out, and wow, that's that's a hell of a sword, and and allegedly he didn't hand it over because any artifacts found in Nova Scotia uh, become like Nova Scotia property, or you have to pay heavy taxes to keep uh, ownership of it. That wasn't true at the time, by the way. That That is true now and has been true for a while. Tell though. me this again. So if I find any sort of treasure. artifact, like historical artifact or treasure in Nova Scotia, yeah. it's not yours. Really? And if you want to keep it, you have to pay like a crap ton of cash. Wow. Yeah. I think that's to make sure that if they do find his important historical stuff. And I think it probably comes from a lot of the indigenous that uh, people finding important, important indigenous artifacts and not treating them with respect and donating them to a museum or to that community. I guess. Okay, yeah. all right. So yeah. they're probably like, you need to make we need to make sure that. I mean, it's, it's not like this is a province you know, of of you know treasure hunters or anything like that. Apart, no, from, no, a, apart no. from one of the world's most famous treasure hunters, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and and apart from that, yes. <laughs> and that's why uh, in that show at, at Oak Island, they've never found anything of actual regional like merit. No, because that there used to be uh, that that was a uh, a fishing location uh, for the Mi'kmaq, and later was an actual settlement uh, over various centuries for settlers. They've never found anything from those people because if you announce that you found that, you have to hand it over and pay money. Right. It's easier to destroy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's a wonderful attitude, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it so, though? Just like just throw it. That, no, that doesn't support so the, our TV show. So <laughs> these guys found. So someone found this sword and decided to sell it right away. Yeah. At, no. At, after seventy years, for some reason, they decided to contact secretly uh, the Lagina brothers, not the production of the show, the the brothers, and sell it to them on a back road somewhere in Yarmouth County, out of the trunk of a car. Okay. So they pay the tens of thousands of dollars. They never told me the number, but they said tens of thousands. And they got Pulitzer to uh, prove that it's real. Because Pulitzer, of course, was like, I'm an expert. I know everything. I know how to do this. Exactly. He scanned it. Uh, it pulls you, it gives you Quaker Oats. Roman websites. Fantastic. This is an authentic Roman website. Oh, my God. It. They hit the internet long before anyone else. Thank God for my cat. <laughs> and he claimed that he he sent it off to Harvard and, and, and uh, sent it off to experts. And I've had metallurgists look at it and they've proven, proven without a shadow of a doubt that not only is it authentic, not only, you know, has it been found here, not only does it prove that the Romans got here first, it's magic. <laughs> wow. It's how they got here because it is a magic divining sword that will point you the way to North America. Do you ever wonder if people like this actually believe their own shit? You know, he if he doesn't believe it, he's putting more effort into that than I put into things I fucking love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's magic I mean, makes me think it's worth tens of thousands of dollars because mm. you don't. Specifically, twenty thousand. Twenty one thousand? No, 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 no. No magic's worth but that. When I've when I've bought back road swords out the back of a <laughs> out of the back of somebody's car. Let me tell you about They've how many times ma- I've gotten haunted katanas. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> They've never pointed me in the direction of anything useful. So um, I think that was a steal. Ah, I, I know. <laughs> a, a fantastic deal. And not only that, he was able to backtrack the shipwreck 
somehow, he was able to find the shipwreck and proved with scans, quote unquote scans, right. that it was indeed real. <laughs> and cat scans. Q-cat scans. <laughs> and proved that, that the Romans were the first Europeans to land in North America a thousand years before the Vikings, wow. thus making him the most important archaeologist in North American history. Did you say, I'm, I am now the most important uh, archaeologist in North American history, and I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm really awesome. Look at me. Yeah. But didn't he also try to claim that um, he'd found Mi'kmaq carvings that were of Roman legionists? So he's basically trying to just collect as much evidence as he could with a scant bit of information from uh, like what he understood history was or what people might pay attention to here, I guess. He did, absolutely. Uh, so he believed, uh, asserted that there were hieroglyphs that the hieroglyphs that he discovered, no, you can't see them, that, that showed <laughs> Romans interacting with Mi'kmaq. Now, Mi'kmaq hieroglyphs aren't scenes of people. Right. No, it's so, more animals and spirits and things of that nature. Yeah, so th- this, this, this doesn't make sense on any possible level. And this is how he also approached uh, any proof of the sword or the ship. Yes, I have reams of proof. I have documents. Look at look at these documents. No, you can't look at them. Look <laughs> at my pile of documents. No, you can't. Lo- Stop looking at them. Look at them from a distance. <laughs> yeah, look at them from a distance. See the side of them? How many piles of paper I have? Um, and Amazing. And so it got asserted because... If if you assert something but don't allow the proof to be examined, yeah. Yeah. you can't disprove something. Yeah, right. So it's never been disproven. Right. There's lots of things that haven't been disproven. Tons of things. Like my, my left arm has never been disproven to not be made of bread. But, <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for those tests to come back. But. In the meantime, let's just trust you. Yeah, just trust yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like a long, it's just a bendy baguette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this eventually uh, led because uh, it, it, it was a it was a big topic of discussion on the show, but they of course never found any conclusions on the show because the entire point is just to drive the audience, just dig a bigger hole while everyone is getting more and more worked up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In 2017, uh, Tony Ince, a uh, MLA, uh, I believe liberal MLA, uh, actually offered like. Please let us see the artifact. We can we can prove it. The province will prove it. We'll pay for everything. And 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 you'll go down in history. And you'll go down in history. And this whole thing will actually have mattered. And <laughs> the sword vanished. No, no. <laughs> I, oh, I, shit. I, I was looking at some subreddits talk the curse back of Oak Island. Space, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went back home. <laughs> <laughs> but the the uh, the curse of Oak Island, like this big fan base, this is subreddit, and I, I was looking at their discussions of it, and somebody posted pictures saying their parents were on holidays in Pompeii. And they bought a souvenir sword from Pompeii that looked identical to the sword in the picture. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, you don't have to go all the way to Mount Vesuvius to get this. Uh, you can do it right here, right now. Go on Amazon. I'm going to go on Amazon, as you, as you say. It. Yeah. I'll go on Amazon, too. Uh, there's there's a very specific name for uh, for it. So you may want to first just look up uh, uh, what the name of the Roman sword from Oak Island is. But it is there for, if I recall, $38 Canadian. Okay. It is made of a copper and al- uh, iron alloy that did not exist uh, at the time of Rome. Right. And it has a, it's essentially. A rare set of votive swords. There it is. Rare set of votive swords. Votive. Oh, no, I can, I can only find a replica, like mole ninja stuff. Yeah, I've, ah, got, I've got, damn. I, I've got a, a, a decor of a dragon on top oh, of wow. a castle. 
Someone's and selling a candle with Edgar Allan Poe. I know. Scented. I found it somewhere. Someone, yeah. there's someone selling the armor of a Roman centurion, like a replica armor. <laughs> but, um, oh, shit. Uh, my impression of the fandom of Curse of Oak Island. They're very passionate. They're very into it. But I genuinely get the idea that they, they don't like Joven at all. Yeah, no, because it's essentially uh, attaching a complete lunatic who clearly is a fraud to a show that is trying to be very serious about their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they want you to believe all of that, or at least they want you to buy into the narrative. Because, right. again, this isn't, this isn't supposed to be history. It's supposed to be narrative. And if you take it as history, well, more fool you, I guess. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and... Uh, but however, he 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 kept pushing himself further and further. And like anytime they'd come up with something where they're like, we need an expert on this, he'd go, I'm an expert on this. <laughs> and no matter the subject. No matter the subject. And eventually <laughs> the producer, Kevin Burns, said, I'm calling bullshit. I'm finally done with you. You're pissing me off. And they got into a big old fight and he wasn't allowed to be involved with the production Again, wow! Like, he got kicked off, and that's why now he walks around going like he showed me porn. Oh right, which, of course. which is not illegal. Not illegal. Now he asserts that it was taken without uh, contestants on a reality shows awareness. It's like inside changing room oh. photos and like video. What? He had, again, he has no proof of this. And to be very clear, Kevin Burns died in September last year. Oh. So. That he can say whatever he wants oh, yeah, about got, him, and it's never going to yeah, yeah, be just countered. Make, make anything up he wants, and and there's no response. Mm-hmm. It's not very nice. It, it, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. So nothing came of the sword. The Spear of Destiny is still in Austria. <laughs> uh, and, of course, now he's been, because he was, uh, he claimed to be uh, an, an inventor and pattern recognition expert uh, who, through QAnon uh, connections, has connected himself to Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump. See, how is he connected to them? Uh, money. When you're when you're crazy <laughs> and you have money, you can simply buy access to these people. Right. So he was able to buy his way into such a high level. Yeah. Now he assumed that, like, oh well, Trump's obviously going to take the White House back, and then I'll be connected to these people, and I'll I'll get money and power and riches, and finally then I can show you all. So he was his, his goal was or his idea was I'm going to help. Donald, I'm going to help Trump get back into the White House. And when I do that, then I'm going to have connections with the president. Exactly. I save the presidency. I right. save America. And then, <laughs> then, they, then they would have been charged. Like, he would be commander of the Smithsonian. You know it. Like yeah, yeah. Like, then they put him in charge of the Smithsonian. Or oh, history. Like, like the, the, the federal history yeah. program He'll for be schools. the history expert. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, uh, he attached himself to this attempt to undermine the Georgia runoff results. Uh, and uh, through Rudy Giuliani's office and his his legal team, he was brought in as an expert during the testimony uh, to discredit the Dominion voting machines. Now, uh, while these machines are, you know, super high tech and, and like I said, vweep, 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 <laughs> uh, they, they are very limited intentionally. One thing that it's a counting machine. It, it's it, like it's a counting what machine. What of these yeah. numbers do you want to select? How how difficult does this machine have to be? Like how incredibly technologically advanced must this device be in order to count a vote? Like just <laughs> well, he claimed that they were all interconnected on a network through the internet. 
for reasons. Yeah, yeah. and that he, <laughs> everything's connected in his everything's world. Everything's connected. Yeah, yeah. Everything's connected. Uh, and so he not only had hacked into them already just to see if he could by the way of course and no i can't show you how he he'll do it right now right now look at me look at me i'm hacking i'm hacking he he claimed that he claimed all this in front of an actual state like uh, state legislature testimonial what's it's looking into voting fraud like this was a full proper thing that he got to spew bullshit in front of in, in a court of law in a court of law was, I hope he was holding a magic sword <laughs> that would have completed the ensemble <laughs> apparently, apparently yeah. he was waving his phone a bit there is footage of him testifying to all of this he's, 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 he's testifying in a court of law waving a phone around saying he's currently hacking yes now there's two ways that well, this is, went so do you, when you said that you weren't joking he actually said he could hack with his brain he, he, he said he could he had hacked and he's hacking is hacking while well, he's standing there not hacking <laughs> so this went two ways there's the the real news i mean i could play devil's advocate for a second and say like okay maybe he's figuring some stuff out in his brain just with just thinking about it like i could be writing an essay technically in my head right now i could be starting the first couple paragraphs of what i want to write when i get I mean, home you never know that's, that's i could be writing right, I, right I could here, be cracking right the code in my head right right now yeah and he, he, he apparently spoke for hours and hours. There is some wonderful clips on there, but uh, it went it went one of two ways, and it depends on how you understand information. If you trust the lying mainstream media, then the uh, experts at uh, Dominion simply pointed out um, our devices don't have modems. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Or you can trust the alt-right media that tells you the truth. And he, on stand, just like Tony Stark in Iron Man 2, hacked into their systems live and started screwing with the numbers. Ha ha, look at your numbers change. This whole thing's a fraud. But hold on, did he able to, was he able to make numbers change on the screen? No, No, none of that (laughs) happened. None of it happened. To to, to be fair, he does look like he's pushed a cue cat inside himself. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at a picture of him. so. So, about a couple of weeks ago, Dominion decided to sue Rudy Giuliani because as a part of their testimony and their attack on Dominion, they completely undermined the stock. This is a company. It's not a service. It's a company. And if you claim that you can hack into a company's primary software, like security software, and you can't, (laughs) you're going to get sued. Right. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So he's been attached. He's, he's probably never going to have to actually pay any money. He's A lot of people are attached to this. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is the one who's probably going to get really screwed by it. But uh, uh, he's attached to this $2.7 billion Jesus. lawsuit. Jesus. Yeah. How'd they come up with that number? That's huge. That's the hit that the lies took on their stocks. Yeah, because oh, wow. I, when I when I read yeah. that, I was like, they're being really. Are they gonna? They're going in high, and then they'll meet in the middle somewhere. But it was actually genuinely because that's how much money they lost in value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, only within a few weeks, and it's just because of these people saying things, not proving anything, not anything that actually happened. Right. The machines worked perfectly. We lost two point seven billion dollars. Wow, it's, it's crazy though that like 
lawyers and suing people is more effective than democracy in terms of righting wrongs. Welcome to the States. (laughs) So while Joven has the money from his uh, patents, uh, we we know one, at least one How much money does he have? Do you know? Unknown. Millions of dollars. He does have millions of dollars. He does have millions of dollars. It's unknown how much. He won't tell you. And it's unknown how many patents he has. He claims a hundred. Tens of millions, but he won't tell you. Yeah, (laughs) tens of millions. So many. But he has at least one, and that one will keep him rich for the rest of his life. That's the the scanning code thing. Yeah, exactly. So even if they lose and he lost every dollar he had right now. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. What he is doing instead at the moment to raise additional money and to try to clear his name is... This is these kinds of wonderful We're watching a video. This is from his YouTube channel, and this is his latest venture. I'm going to show you where to find all these stones. Now, tonight is going to be a combination of documents, videos, discussions, etc. I'm going to try to pace it out. There's no way I can teach you everything. Um, But the reason I did this is because starting at the first of the year, in answering everybody's calls, we've decided to basically try to teach everybody we can about this, and we'll be doing an official course where you can do it. So let me, I'm going to share my screen with you. I want to share a few things so you understand what's going to go on. Uh, tonight, you're going to see some close-ups like this. These are emeralds. We're going to go through emeralds, diamonds, sapphires, mineral finds, gold, etc. okay? And I'm going to teach you the variations that you need to know to understand them. Uh, I have some free gifts for you. I'll put up a download link. When I do that, I'll do a little break because everybody will want to write it down, right? And uh, I don't want uh, to have anybody miss any any particular point, right? Uh, and if you have questions or if you're available, maybe I'll send you a link. You could join me right in the show. But let me show you uh, some of the things I'm going to share with you this evening, if that's okay. Okay, number one, let's go here. Boom. Okay, this is, you are going to be able to get a copy tonight. I'm going to send you a download link. Uh, And the download link is basically everything you need to know uh, about gems. Do you like the complete sets of things he's bought behind him? He's bought a lot of books or he's been to a library and not taken them back. I'm a big fan of the framed photo of Akhenaten. Every historian has that. (laughs) So, yeah, he's basically got a YouTube channel where he's now... Talking about election fraud, um, spreading QAnon conspiracies, and trying to sell you a book about, about gem, gemstones. gemstones. About gemstones, yeah. This is a really it's an interesting career turn to go from tech tech kind of like founder and entrepreneur to uh, treasure hunter and commander of uh, treasure to TV force, star and historian to TV, expert. TV star, hist- yeah. historian expert <laughs> uh, to um, then gemstone peddler, conspiracy theorist, and um, uh, essentially political. I don't know, political stooge, maybe? It's stooge. I, I think stooge is quite possibly the best word you could ever use for this man. Yeah. I still can't wrap. I, of all the things that have been said tonight, I'm still trying to visualize Martians shipping Egypt. <laughs> it's, very- it's Stargate. Come on. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. What am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Oh. They, t- they took it in piece by piece through a tunnel. Of course. Yeah. Star tunnel. Um yeah, well, is there anything else we need to know? Because this has just been a, this has been mind blowing. It's one of those ones where you kind we're of we're going like, to get a phone call from him three times a day for the next three weeks. If he starts calling, I, we should have him, we should let him be, be a guest. And he, oh my god, let him of course, say his piece for everyone to. But hear. like, we won't I, be able I, to get I, a word I, in. He'll just talk and talk. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, no, like, like seriously, like what we just watched in his YouTube video. I'll just edit it so he says something else. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's fine. That's what, ah. if, if, that's, if that's what they do. Just let him talk for eight hours enough that you can get like a really good like selection of his lexicon right. and, and have him uh, rickroll. Just, just edit it into a rickroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a, a, a Joven soundboard. Auto-tuned. Auto yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's where we're currently at. He is... <laughs> He is uh, a part of the American insurrection legal side. Wow. Um, and I, who knows what he'll do next? Thanks for updating us on Joven's life. Yeah, God. that was an amazing roller coaster for a ride. Holy I, crap. I'm, I, you know, if, if I have to suffer with the knowledge that this man exists, you do too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for sh- offloading on. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you very oh, much. My God. But, but also kind of think that, like, um, what, what will he do next? That's, that's my that's my question. Where, where can you go from there, from such a diverse my, career? Right, and my belief is that he's going to attempt to ingratiate himself onto Elon Musk and get into space so that he can finally get to Mars and prove... <laughs> the, uh, find the Egypt-shaped hole. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Exactly. Got it'll, it'll happen. He's going to die happy on Mars... Or at least he'll die on Mars and he won't, he won't be, be the only one happy that he's dying on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about that person who signed up for that one-way mission to Mars and they didn't tell their wife? Yes. yes. Um, and then they found out when they published the list. And you're like, we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> it's like awkward. I say, it, it's my life to throw away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> being launched to Mars. Oh my God. Exactly. Being, being the first civilization on Mars would be A, such an incredible honor and B, such an incredibly torturous experience. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even. Right. Pooping into a bag and then within a couple of we- uh, weeks, you're eating that poop. I mean, that's just a typical Thursday for bags of poop. <laughs> yep. I've got a dog, so I'm actually not that far from a trip. <laughs> Uh, Michaela, where can people find your uh, kind of prolific work? Because you're, pod- you're doing oh, podcasts, you've got your journalism, you're on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so you, you can usually find me uh, hanging around Twitter unless I've gotten banned again. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, it's Mickey Here Ego. Here Ego is my company where I put all of my stuff. Mm. Um, it's also available. My content is available at patreon.com slash hereego. I am working on a website. I'm slow. But yeah, uh, come enjoy my stuff until it has been blocked because I tend to get into fights with crazy people. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> crazy people with lawyers. <laughs> crazy people with resources. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Thank you so much. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 
Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 